What's up, everybody? How's it going? Thanks for joining us again here on 2-3 Sloan. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 4, and this is really our March Madness breakdown. So we're going to talk everything March Madness, uh, give you guys what matchups we like, uh, who we see moving forward, and um, yeah, we'll just kind of spark some conversations from there. Um, we've got the help of Ken Palm here, and uh, we've used some other resources as well. So Good stuff, good yeah, stuff. Hopefully, hopefully you guys like this episode. All right, Z. Brackets came out yesterday. We've uh, seen it all. Big thing that jumps out right away: three ACC, three ACC teams getting one seeds. Yeah, has that has that ever happened? I don't think so. Not in my memory. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at like last year, that had the one seeds were Virginia, so ACC, okay. Villanova, Big East, uh, Kansas, Big Twelve, and um, oh, who was the other one? Xavier. Oh, okay. So two Big East teams last year. Yeah, but three teams from one conference. That's that's a little much. That's pushing it. I mean, the odds of all three of those making the final four is yeah minuscule. So keep that in mind as you construct your brackets, people. Yeah, but um, I mean, Duke is the clear cut favorite now that Zion's back, and we saw got them, some new shoes. Yeah, we saw him take care of business against North Carolina. He's wearing the, real nice. Wearing the Kyrie twos. So. <laughs> A little early storyline could be a, a Duke-UNC. They're set up on opposite sides of the bracket. So do we get round four of that matchup? And that would be pretty that would interesting. Be, yeah, that would be must-see TV. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that. I also find it interesting that they put Michigan State and Duke in the same, yeah. in the same corner. Yeah, that's kind of bogus. Yeah. Because Michigan State, they won the Big Ten. They finished the year strong, just how they yeah, should I mean, have. Reward them more than that, right? Yeah. And it'll be if they if they meet up, it'll be a great matchup. But it's like, yeah, better suited know. further down the road, in my opinion. For sure, for sure. And I mean, like even if they had gotten Michigan's spot, like who they just beat in the Big Ten championship, Michigan's down there with their one seeds Gonzaga, their three seed is Texas Tech, and their four seed is Florida State. So that even looks like a better matchup for for. Michigan State, if they could choose. Yeah, but, definitely. I mean, regardless. Uh, so do you want to start just kind of going through? We'll start with Thursday's slate. Yeah. And then we'll work our way over to Friday. We've got some games in town about 15, 20 minutes south of the man loft. Yeah, and I will be going on Saturday. That's the round of 32. So I'll likely be seeing Gonzaga play and then – That's legit. Uh, yeah, so it should be, should be a good one. I had the pleasure of seeing Gonzaga here – in 2005 or 2006 okay when they did it up at the huntsman center okay when they had adam morrison oh very cool and uh the big upset at those games uh montana and there i saw they're in it again this year yeah oh Um, and and interesting enough montana is matched up with michigan same matchup as last year so montana played michigan first game last year they got them again this year Montana's one of those teams that kind of like you don't want to play them. A two fifteen matchup with with Montana, they got experience and like they're bigs. Even though they might not have that size, they've got the the grit and like the just country strong. Yeah, we've got some family up in Montana, and they're all they're wild. Montana peeps are wild. Um, And back in the day, the game I was talking about, I believe I forget who they played, um, but they did win their very first game at Huntsman last time. What region are they in though? Uh, for Montana, yeah, this year, yeah, um, they're in the the east, uh, west, west the west okay. region. They're not out. Yeah. Are they playing here? 
No. Okay. Okay. No. Um. I'll. Yeah. We can get to where they're yeah. playing when I get to that so let's game. Let's take a look at some stats. Yeah, for sure. So that that game's actually in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not. A, it's a hop and a skip from Montana. Yeah. Not too bad. Um. So we're gonna break it down. Uh, how I kind of broke down each game, I went with uh, location. Because a lot of these early games, there'll be a huge location advantage. Namely, Cincinnati has a big one. They're playing in Columbus. Oh. They're a seven seed, so they're playing Iowa first round. They're playing in Columbus, though. So that'll be a that's something that really jumped off the page at me. But um, so yeah, so I did location, I did experience, I did the four factors of basketball, and I did efficiency. And so I used, like I said, I used KenPalm.com for a lot of those. Um so we'll start it off. Uh, Minnesota, Louisville. Ooh. This one's a good matchup. So this is this one's going to be in Des Moines. So there's no real location advantage. They're both kind of equidistant there. But the interesting storyline in this one is uh, Rick Pitino's son coaches Minnesota. Get some Pitino. revenge, revenge oh, game. Oh yeah. So Rick Pitino. I mean, obviously him and Louisville had a had a falling a out. Falling out. You yeah. know, some hookers and. Yeah, things like that. Never a good situation, but it's still a good coach. Still a good coach for Might sure. Might be in the mafia. He, yeah, he won. Uh, he actually won over in Greece. He won the championship oh, over nice. there with uh, Giannis's like yeah, Nikos or whatever. Oh, but uh, okay. nice. Yeah. So how I broke down this game, uh, Minnesota has the height, and what's so that, what's that average height there? The average height is seventy eight point five. That's pretty tall um, compared to Louisville seventy six point eight. Louisville okay. does have a big center, but. So does Minnesota. Um, Louisville's got the edge in effective field goal percentage. Okay. And so that's a pretty key stat in the in the efficiency rankings. But how I looked at this, Minnesota gets to the free throw line. Um, I get the narrative behind there. I just thought Louisville, I thought they would do better in the ACC tournament. And I, I think they have more of an upside than Minnesota does. Okay. So I picked Louisville in this one, but I, I could kind of go either way. My gut kind of – thought that when i saw that yeah. matchup um i mean they're like you said it's a different louisville team than we're used to um but yeah. they're still they got that history um and i'm not not sold outside of a you know two teams i'm not sold on the big 10 at all yeah no definitely not and um yeah so i i went with louisville they're more efficient on both sides of the ball but uh let's get to some upsets uh next up we got yale lsu and Ooh. so this one was interesting for me. I went with Yale. And, okay. What's and, the seeding? Uh, that's a – I think that's a 413. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, 314. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, so Yale's the 14 seed and LSU's the, the three seed. Okay. And so what I looked at here was um, LSU's coach is suspended, right? So Will Wade is suspended and – since he's been suspended, LSU's gone on to beat Vanderbilt and lose at a neutral site to Florida. Okay. So not a lot, not a lot of sample size there. Uh, this game is in Jacksonville, Florida, so advantage LSU on the location wise. Yeah. But um, I'm just looking. There's always some pretty big upsets, so I try and kind of predict those. Um, they're pretty similar in terms of pace and height. Uh, Yale has the edge in effective field goal percentage. Free throw rate goes to LSU, but raw offensive and defensive efficiency are pretty similar, which is interesting because it's tough to look at. You look at adjusted uh, offensive and defensive okay. efficiency, but sometimes those can be off. So sometimes I'll look at the raw. 
sometimes the Ivy League doesn't get the weight that they should, yeah. or you overrate the SEC or big big conferences like that. So, um, and I I was kind of going for sure this game's in Jacksonville, Florida. Maybe LSU has a slight home advantage, but Yale's got the money in their grads, so they can make the trip down there. That'll be a nice little vacation. That's true. I like that. Yeah, that's so a good call. I'm going with Yale on this one. Very nice. Um, next we got New Mexico State versus Auburn, and this one's right in our backyard. This one's in Salt Lake. Nice. And New Mexico State's feeling pretty good. I made a good amount of cash on them in their conference tournament when uh, they played Grand Canyon. They were four point favorites in the championship. Yeah, Yeah, online school. So Grand Canyon, what did it for me was they have such a good home court advantage. Okay. And they were playing New Mexico State. New Mexico State, it was at a neutral site. They were four-point favorites, but Grand Canyon away from that home court advantage isn't really going to bring it. So I picked New Mexico State. They ended up beating them pretty good. I was never worried about the spread. So What was the spread? Uh, it was four. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, so New Mexico State. So they ended the year on a high note. Uh, they were in the tournament last year as a 12 seed. Um, they actually fell to – let me check who they fell. Yeah, they fell to Auburn. So this year I think they're they're coming back. Oh, that's okay. – Auburn. Yeah, against yeah, Auburn. Another so, rematch. Yeah, so and this one should be good. They're gonna have some fans here too. Yeah, and this. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was reading. Um, so New Mexico State last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's weird. Um, <laughs> New Mexico State last year, they lost to Clemson. Same who thing. Was, it was Same a five twelve. But you'll hear about this. So uh, Auburn was a four seed in their in their bracket. So they lost to Clemson. Auburn then went to lose to Clemson in the round of 32. They both lost to Clemson. There's a connect there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm picking New Mexico State to roll them. I like and that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really going off of them just riding high from that championship victory and um, just taking it into the tournament. Uh, the 5-12s happen often. Everyone always hears about that. So that's also something to keep in your back pocket if you want to justify I, it. I think I have one of those um, – is Oregon Wisconsin a five twelve? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm loving Oregon. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin's just kind of a grind it out. You know, let's hope we win fifty to forty eight. Uh, very methodical. Can be boring to watch sometimes. Saw them twice this year when they played the Illini. Um, yeah. And I I think they could get caught off guard by by the quickness of Oregon, the defense, the athleticism, and not to mention. Oregon's riding there. They just yep. won the Pac-12. They got some momentum. They beat Washington twice down the stretch of the year, and Washington was the clear-cut best team in the Pac-12 yeah. all year. So that helps Oregon. I've got that upset too. Yeah. I've actually got an interesting little thing over on that side of the on that side of the bracket. But um, okay, Sean, carry this for a minute, baby. Okay, I'll I'll move on. So um, next up, we've got Vermont versus Florida State. Now, I'm really loving Florida State on this one. Uh, last year, they made a Sweet 16 appearance. Last year, they uh, ended up beating um, – to start out, they beat Missouri. It was the 8-9 matchup. They went on to beat the number one seed, Xavier. So, Florida State then went on to beat Gonzaga, went to the Elite Eight. And so, last year, I was kind of down in the in the, in the the money uh, last March Madness, and I – just bet money line for Florida State. They actually brung me out of a hole pretty good. So I've got much love for Florida State. They haven't lost many players since last year. They definitely have the experience edge over Vermont. I look to see that like this Florida State team is bigger. They're more efficient on both sides of the ball. They have the same free throw rate. 
Florida State made it to the second round last year. Um, I got a good feeling they're going to do it again this year. They haven't lost many people. So this one's kind of a no-brainer in my eyes. I'm going Florida State. Um, next up, we got Bradley versus Michigan State. And so this one's kind of interesting. Michigan State, they're coming off of just a, a Big Ten championship win, which is awesome. And then you've got um, – I mean, Bradley's more experienced than than them in the in terms of KenPom.com, but that doesn't really scare me. I think the Spartans take care of Bradley pretty easily. Um, and then you've got either the next matchup after that. So I'm going with Michigan State on that one. The next matchup is uh, Belmont or Temple. That's a playing game versus Maryland. And so I'm liking this Maryland team a lot. They've got two bigs who know how to play, uh, and they can. They can go – I've got Maryland going pretty far in this one because uh, if you remember earlier, I said Yale would beat LSU. So then I've got Maryland over Belmont or Temple. Okay. And when Maryland beats Yale, that next game in the Sweet 16 is going to be in D.C., which is a huge location advantage for Maryland. Um, yeah. So that'll be that'll be exciting to look at. But, yeah, my pick for that one's Maryland. And that one was kind of – that was a no-brainer. Okay. Um, then we got Murray State and Marquette. Now, this one's a sweet matchup because we got Ja Morant and Marcus Howard. And so these are two – these are probably the two best guards in, in college basketball. Two first-rounders? Yeah, okay. for sure. That Ja Morant guy is in National Player of the Year conversation. Obviously, he's overshadowed by Zion quite a bit. Did Murray State do some damage like a few years ago or something? Yeah, Murray State's kind of a perennial in the tournament. Okay. Last year, they ended up losing to West Virginia in the first round as a 5-12 matchup. But they're, they're typically uh, known to make some noise. This one, I went with Marquette. I think this one will be a fun one to watch, though. This will be just two scorers going at it. And when that happens, that's always fun. I, just, I thought the edge on this one was Marquette's bigs. I don't think uh, Murray State's going to be able to handle them on the boards. And just getting all the cleanup from – it's going to be a guard-heavy game. So getting all the cleanup on that one, I, I gave the edge to Marquette and went with them. But I think a lot of people are going to be choosing Murray State as that 12 over 5 upset. Yeah. So we'll see on that one. Next up, I got Florida and Nevada. And this one, I absolutely love Nevada in this one. They've got the Martin Twins. Um, the Martin Twins, if you remember them from last year. So Nevada made some noise last year. Nevada beat Texas in the first round, and then uh, and every single one of their games was just insane to watch. They'd be down huge in the first half and go on and win. So they beat Texas from a come-from-behind win. They beat Cincinnati from a come-from-behind win, and they lost to Loyola Chicago. So that was a, an insane matchup for a team to go to the Elite Eight with Loyola Chicago and Nevada. Yeah. And so I think they've got experience. If you want to talk about experience, that team has experience in the big dance. Um. Yeah, but okay. So Jordan Caroline, <laughs> uh, he was actually out in the Mountain West tournament. So Jordan Caroline, he's a player for them. He goes along with the Martin Twins and Tra Trayvon Thurthum, Thurman. But uh, yeah, Jordan Caroline is actually going to be back this year for the NCAA tournament. Uh, their coach came out and announced that. So. Look for him to come boost boost Nevada at least past Florida, and then I've even got him past Michigan. Wonder what the spread is on that. Do we know? Uh, you can, yeah. I think we can check the spreads. I didn't put them on my write-ups, but we've I got like, them. Yeah, I'll look that up. I like the experience ranking. 
Um, but uh, a little tip on Nevada. They are a second-half team through and through. They have been since last you year. You scouted them last year, right? And Yeah, and even, even last year they were a, a second-half team all year. And then this year, if you look at the Mountain West tournament, their last two games, even to Boise State, and Boise State's kind of a shit team, but they were down. They opened up the game. Uh, I think they were down 22-6 to six to okay. open up the game. They ended up being down in the first half, and the second-half spread was Nevada by 11 or something, just like – it would have been just enough for them to win the game. I already had them on the money line, so I was kind of freaking out. So then I just stacked the second half because they always come out ready to play in the second half. So nice. if you want a good bet, maybe go against them in the first half, that first half line. And so, I did that last year a couple times. Two? It's Oh, yeah. So a wow. two-point two point game spread. I like that money line then. Yeah, so maybe look at the money line. But, uh, yeah, I've got Nevada. They should take care of business. But – Last year, all their games were really intense, down-to-the-wire games. So, we'll see on that. Um, okay, pretty, next up. Pretty long, too. 78.2. Yeah, they're long, and they're, they're positionally long, too. So, their point guards are tall. Those two, the twins, the Caleb and Cody Martin, those dudes are super tall. Kaepernick, and, Kaepernick will be there rooting them on. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, next up, we got... Abilene Christian versus Kentucky. And so this one, uh, I just this is a 215 matchup. Ooh. I went with Kentucky. Uh Abilene's not bad though, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh I this one wasn't a really wasn't a thinker for me. Um, but Kentucky just had they have plus length at every position, and I think Kentucky will just come out and win that one pretty easily. But I do have Kentucky losing in the next round to Wofford. So check out my guys for Wofford. <laughs> um, got to get risky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So next up, we've got St. Mary's and Villanova. So this one's actually kind of interesting. These teams are two slow teams. They're efficient. St. Mary's just won the West Coast Conference Tournament. They Do they bounce back after such an emotional high? That's a good question. I think no. I've got Villanova winning. Um, but, yeah, St. Mary's, I mean, a lot can be said about them. I think uh, just, it, like, per possession, they're pretty pretty darn efficient, okay. and uh, as is Villanova. Villanova obviously won it last year, so. Pretty equal stats here. Yeah, no, the, the stats are really equal, and and that's pretty interesting as a as you look at advanced stats. A lot of times you don't see it that that comparable but it's it's just similar styles of play and so both these teams like to slow it down and just work their system and St. Mary's is they they can make some noise in the tournament but uh Jay Wright though Vanilla's Vanilla yeah Villanova's coach is he's a handsome son of a bitch oh man he's a stud so I give the edge coaching wise just based, just based on, on looks yeah. Uh-huh. To Villanova, for I sure. St. Mary's coach is right. kind of a goober. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Villanova winning it last year. And, yeah, it's just I got to go with Villanova. But um, next up, we got the 116 seed. So, it's Gonzaga versus either Farley Dixon, Dick, Dix, Dickinson or Prairie View. That's here, right? And yeah, that one's here. And so I think Gonzaga is going to win that one pretty easily. Prairie View sounds too familiar to the Golden Retrievers. 
This one makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, at Gonzaga's, least they're not the prairie dogs. Yeah, yeah. Then it would be scary. They got that going for them, which is nice. Zags, though. Yeah, I think it was good. Gonzaga lost in the yeah. conference championship because it's like the West Coast Conference Championship. You can't really. I mean, that's not like. I'm sure, Mark Few had a nice bonus in his contract for that, but really, that's about all that's going to get you. They usually win that nine times out of ten. Yeah, and so I think it's good to drop one. For sure. Um, get that out of the way so you don't want to have that feeling again. And then next up, we got Montana and Michigan. So we kind of touched on this one earlier. Montana's got a Grizzlies, ton of experience. baby. Yeah. And uh, this is the same matchup as last year, as we mentioned earlier. Um, Montana's just an experienced team uh, from just a great conference. So uh, good luck to Michigan. I actually went, went up and picked Michigan, but the biggest guy, you know, you can't sleep on them. They got toughness. There's six, eight dudes play like they're seven feet tall. Easy. So that'll be a fun one to watch. That's a good um, call. Those guys probably have just like – they're grown men. But, yeah, I think out of all the the 215 matchups, I think this one could be uh, – Oregon. That's a – wait, what did you say? Oh, that's a 12-5. Yeah, 12 <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, out of all the 215s, I see uh, I see Montana giving Michigan a run At for least to cover the most. spread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, let me look at what the spread is on that one. Because that could be a, a quick early play for us. Uh, it's 16. Oh. So, yeah. So look for Montana. I mean, they're maybe, not going to give up. Maybe tease that a little bit. Yeah. They're not giving up on that one at all. That's all right. Next game. up, wow. we got uh, Seton Hall and Wofford. And boy, do I love the Wofford. <laughs> I don't even know what they are. but uh, The Waffles. The Waffles, baby. No, they're good. They've got a kid, Fletcher McGee, who can score with anyone in the in the nation, really. And they're just knocked down. Their effective field goal percentage. Let me look at what it is. It's it's insane. I think it's um so it's fourth in the nation. It's at fifty seven point eight percent. They shoot a lot of threes. Offensively, their adjusted efficiency is twelfth in the nation. So when you got kids who can just knock down threes right and left. That's what the tournament's all about. So I see Wofford. That's true. I see Wofford making a splash. Uh, I think they've got some cerebral players on their team, and I think they've got multiple kids who can shoot it. I mean, it's obviously led by the kid Fletcher McGee, but they've got multiple weapons who can um, pick it up and go. So this team, even if they get down, look for them to make a comeback in a hurry because they can make shots. And I mean, with that efficient of an offense, it, it'll be tough to knock them out of the tournament. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and they're actually a 7 seven ten seed there, so I think a lot of people might be choosing Seton Hall, but I've got Wofford going pretty deep. Um, next up, we've got <laughs> Old Dominion and Purdue. So Purdue, they've obviously got that experience. I don't I – don't, I hope uh, that's the late night game so I can go to sleep. Yeah, I don't have much faith <laughs> in Old Dominion there. Um, Carson Edwards is just an absolute beast, uh, gets buckets whenever he wants. So – I see Purdue just taking yeah, this one pretty Purdue's easily. Got that. Yeah. Um, another one that's going to be here in Salt Lake. And this will wrap oh, up Thursday. Yeah. This will be Baylor and Syracuse. So Baylor and Syracuse will be interesting. I always like to pick Syracuse in tournament style plays. They have good defense. Don't they have a good yeah. zone or something? Yeah, great yeah. zone. So Jim Beheim, he just preaches the zone through and through. They get tall, long, athletic kids who just know how to ball hawk and, and get the ball when with lazy passes. So I'm I'm going with Syracuse here, and uh, this is a little preview. Another team that runs a, a 
nice zone is Washington. They came from the same coaching tree as Jim Beheim. Interesting. So Washington's going to make some noise. I think as teams go on, so in conference play, teams kind of figure it out, right? Yeah. Like, so that's true. And then you catch you somebody figure out off the guard. zone, but yeah. then in tournament style play, you got what three days to prepare for a zone Wait, that they so ran all year. Was it last year, or the year before, when Syracuse was like a higher Syrac- seed and they made it to the Final Four? Or? Yeah, yeah. So Syracuse was a play-in game. They ended up beating, so they were playing for the 11 seed. They went on to beat TCU. Just went year? on to beat, yeah, went yeah. on to beat Michigan State, and then almost went on to beat Duke. Yeah. So, so okay, Syracuse has got, yeah, they've got some, they've got the record for it. So we'll see how that one goes. But that wraps up Thursday for us. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna not be a very efficient day at work Thursday. Absolutely not. I don't think I'm gonna do a thing at work. But uh, but yeah, you want to jump into Friday? Yeah, let's see what we got. Okay. All right. So on the Friday slate, we open up with Iowa and Cincinnati. I kind of touched on them earlier. This game's being played in Columbus, Ohio. Cincy. So, yeah, I'm going Cincy big time. Um. Since he's just always got that lockdown defense, um, their their defensive efficiency is ninety four point five, which is good for twenty eighth in the nation. So um, we'll see how that goes, but I think defense always does well in the tournament. So I'm going with Cincinnati. I mean, defense and home court that'll help them out. But um, then we got Oklahoma and Ole Miss. This one was kind of a toss up for me, honestly. Uh, I gave Oklahoma the edge on experience. Uh, Old Miss has got the edge in effective field goal percentage, but uh, Oklahoma they they hold teams to forty seven point one percent effective field goal percentage, and uh, that's actually that's good for yeah that's good for twenty eighth in the nation. So they'll they'll lock teams down. Oklahoma's got a good defense, and they actually did pretty well in the Big Twelve. So. Um, we'll see on that, but yeah, I'm going Oklahoma on that one. Um, then we've got Northern Kentucky versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I see as a really good tournament team. They've got one dude who can do it all on offense. He leads the team in points, leads the team in assists, leads the team in rebounds. Um, and then their defense is locked down. So their adjusted defensive efficiency is the best in the nation. They hold teams at a raw efficiency rate to 87.2%. Per- points per 100 possessions and at adjusted 85.9 so their defense is absolutely insane when it comes to texas tech and they've got just bucket getters on the offensive side so i see them making a splash in the tournament next up we got ourselves a little bit of an upset here so i've got uc irvine versus kansas state anteaters baby yeah this one's being played in san jose so I got the the location edge goes to UC Irvine. Absolutely. And then these teams are pretty similar in terms of stats. Uh, Irvine's got a more efficient offense, a better EFG, good defense. But these teams are so similar. I wanted to go with the upset. I think the Big 12 is kind of overrated. I think Kansas State's kind of been slumping at the end of the year. So I'm going UC Irvine. And uh, if you look at that, they could make a play for the next round. Uh, They're playing, in my bracket, they play the winner of – Wisconsin or Oregon. Okay. If UC Irvine beats Kansas State, Maybe and that game's going to be in San Jose, of course. Yeah, but um, we'll see. I, I actually took Oregon over UC Irvine, okay. but that one's kind of a toss-up. Um, then we got Colgate and Tennessee. I see Tennessee just rolling Colgate. Uh, 
I mean, Tennessee's been good all year. Uh, they've had some slip-ups, but overall, Tennessee's one of the top teams, and that's another 215 matchup. Those are pretty hard to, to wrap a 15 around, but we'll see on that one. Yeah, that should be Tennessee. Yeah. And then we've got Gardner-Webb versus Virginia. I think I'm going to stack the whatever the spread is for Virginia. I think I'm going to stack it on them because they're not about to get embarrassed again. So <laughs> I'm just going strictly strictly just Virginia on that one. Looks like the spread's 23 and a half. Okay. So I think Virginia is going to win by like 50. I, <laughs> simply because they have to. Go like, with the spread on that one. Yeah, that, that would just be a, a nightmare. Um, next up, we got a uh, play-in game is Arizona State and St. John's. And then the winner plays Buffalo. So I'm going with I'm actually kind of kind of big on the Pac-12 this tournament. Really? So, yeah. I don't like when a power five team gets underrated. And when a team's like always the Big 12 is always overrated in the tournament. And I don't know how they always get overrated, but there's guys like Iowa State, they're always a tournament team and like all this stuff. When whenever you have in two or three Pac-12 teams. They always do well. So somebody go, yeah. Somebody goes pretty deep, and I, yeah. The only Big Twelve team that I, I like Kansas State. I like Bruce Weber. He's a good tournament coach, and I yeah. know they didn't win the conference championship in the tournament, but I think I think they could do all right. But I'm I'm with you on some of those other teams like Baylor, yeah, and Iowa State, and yeah. And I actually have Iowa State making it to the Sweet Sixteen this year just because they they won their tournament and stuff. But I don't know. I just think when when conferences get all the seven to nine teams in the tournament, those conferences never do well overall. Yeah. So I think the Pac-12 will make some noise. So I actually have Arizona State beating St. John's and then going on to beat Buffalo. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Buffalo, if you remember last year, they actually uh, beat Arizona. In, oh, that was the, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was that? The 413 matchup. Uh, Buffalo took down Arizona, which was – and now Arizona's not even in the tournament, so is homeboy getting fired, Sean Miller? I don't think so. Somehow he got somehow he just dodged the wiring thing. He's out. They've stopped talking about it. But uh they had that wiretap. Yeah. He's talking about money and strip yeah. clubs and so him and Pearl's Oh. What is it? Guaranteed. Pearl's gone too. Yeah, he's shady. He yeah. Okay. He was shady back in the day. All right. Um. Yes, and then we've got the Oregon Wisconsin game. We already kind of touched on that one, but that love Oregon. Yeah, that one's in San Jose. So even though Oregon's the, a, yeah. the 12 seed, I mean that's a little bit more of a compared to Wisconsin. I mean, I think Oregon will get the fans out a little better. I like yeah, and and yeah, like Oregon just won the Pac-12. Like I said, they beat Washington late. In like the I year wonder what twice. the pace differential is. Does that show up on here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what's so, that on that game? So if you look at uh, tempo, and it's just um, raw tempo is not that much of a difference. Really? Yeah, Oregon's kind of slow. They're um, Oregon's three hundred fifteenth like, nation in raw. Fancy shoes, they look faster yeah, or something. Yeah, but yeah, no, they're they're hot right now. They get to the free throw line more than Wisconsin, and I mean Ethan Happ couldn't make a free throw if he fucking tried. So <laughs> I'm going Oregon in this one. And um, I've actually, yeah, I've got Oregon going on to the – I've got them going deep. But I'm, I'm showing some love to the Pac-12. Next, we got another Pac-12 team. We got Washington versus Utah State. And so uh, 
I've got Washington in this one just because they've got that Syracuse-style zone. And Utah State, they're actually pretty good passers. Overall, their their assist percentage is pretty good and not bad shooters. So you'd think that they'd be able to beat his zone, but I don't think they can figure out that kind of zone. That zone wreaks havoc. And so that kind of lends itself to a, a tournament-style play where Utah State has three days to prepare for this. I think uh, or, or Washington gets this thing done. And when's my question, when's the last time – Utah State was in the Oof. tournament. And I think that plays a factor too. Yeah. Like they're going to so, be like sure. super excited and then just kind of the bubble's going to burst. Yeah. And you look at the Mountain West. So they ended up playing San Diego State in the championship instead of Nevada. So it's like when a team goes on and there, there's a team like Nevada who's a, 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 a tournament proven team who's got, a, got really talented players and they don't make it to the championship – but Utah State gets to win their conference tournament. People think, oh, Utah State's hot. They got the eight seed. Yeah. I think Washington's got this one. Um, but, yeah, and then we've got uh, the one sixteen matchup, Duke versus either NC Central or North Dakota State. I think that one. They don't want to face North Dakota State. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. Carson Wentz's team? I believe so, yeah. yeah see. But uh, Duke, actually, so I'm just going to write him into the second round. Um for obvious reasons, but um, their next matchup, so it's the VCU UCF matchup, Ooh. and that one, uh, if you know, if you've heard the name, he's kind of like an internet sensation. Uh, <laughs> it's Taco Fall. He's seven six. Taco Fall. Okay. He's been at the. He's been at UCF for the past like four years, and. Uh, I actually picked him up when I worked for the Jazz. Picked him oh, up, yeah? brought him to the Jazz facility. So yeah, he was a <clears throat> a giant human being. How tall is that cat? Seven six. Oh, seven. Jeez. Yeah. So he had he set records in like the standing reach and yeah. So he was a giant. So if UCF gets past there, they'll have the rim protection against Duke to make them shoot threes. And I think that's kind of the knock on Duke is maybe they're not the best shooters in terms of that. So okay. I could see. UCF may be making some noise, but overall, Duke's the best team in the tournament, and I don't think there's much argument about that. Uh, next up, we got Georgia State and Houston. Okay. So Houston, they're actually flying under the radar, um, but Cincinnati ended up beating them in the in their conference championship. Uh, but Houston's in the top 25 in both adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency, which – when you have a balanced attack like that for the tournament, you'll probably go go pretty far or should at man. least at least win the first round. I mean, they've got Georgia State, so absolutely. And they allow a nation's best 42.4% as an effective field goal percentage. So that's that's pretty tough to allow on the defensive side of the ball. If our church ball team could do that, we'd be sitting pretty. Oh man. Uh be real nice. And then we got Liberty and Mississippi State. That's so a, that's a yawner. Yeah, so this is another 5-12 matchup. Uh, I ended up going with Mississippi State. Just you sure that's not an NIT matchup. I know. It does seem <laughs> like it, man. It's kind of bogus. Do the Utes make the NIT? That's a good question. Oh, oh my God. That's rough. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> the Utes were the three seed going to the Pac-12, and they lost to Oregon. They were up at halftime. Yeah, I remember falling asleep that yeah. night. I, yeah, okay. We'll talk about the Utes later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, long story short, went with Mississippi State there. Then we've got a 16-1 matchup, Iona-North Carolina. Don't really need to say much about that. I got UNC. Um, 
Yeah, enough said. Uh, then we got the UCF VCU matchup. So, like I was good. saying, yeah. yeah, like Taco Fall, it's his last run at UCF. He's the seven-six kid. I mean, he defends the rim pretty well. Obviously, having that kind of player um, will boost your effective field goal percentage because most of your shots, well, all of his shots are coming in the key, and all of them are high percentage shots when Definitely. they're coming in the key. So they've got a pretty good effective field goal percentage. Um, I just I'm not bought on on VCU. I know they just won their conference tournament, and that kind of pissed a lot of people off. I think TCU would have gotten in had they not won. I think VCU would have been left out. But regardless, I don't see VCU making some noise here. So yeah, shock of smarts gone, people. Yeah, yeah, I've got UCF. Um, but that one could go either way, I guess. Uh, then we got Ohio State and Iowa State. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this one I'm just riding Iowa State after winning the Big 12 tournament. Uh, they're just so much better offensively. What's the seeding on that one? Uh, I think that's a 5-12. It might be a 6-11. Let me check here. 6-11 um, probably sounds right. Yeah, 6-11. So, yeah, Iowa State's a 6. Ohio State's an 11. And uh, the winner of that one would play the winner of Houston and Georgia State. Oh. So, yeah. So you're thinking so, the winner of that advances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, but we'll see on that. And then last matchup, we got St. Louis and Virginia Tech. So Virginia Tech announced that Justin Robinson's going to be back. Ooh. An, an intriguing matchup there is the winner of this one has the winner of Mississippi State Liberty. So if Virginia Tech wins, then they'd have a Mississippi State or a Liberty, which okay. I think we both agree Virginia Tech could get that one. And then they'd have Duke, who they've already beaten earlier this year. Um, so... I mean, I'm just looking for excuses for Duke to lose, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. I've got Duke winning it all in my bracket, but I think that just kind of recaps the first round. We'll see how we do. We've got some upsets, but uh, overall, it's just hard to pick an upset. Like you're gonna post, you gonna post no this sees. on the Twitter? Yeah, I'll throw it up on the Twitter. Yeah, nice. And uh, if you didn't see on the Twitter, there was a news article with. Yours truly in there from a couple of years ago. Back, I remember that. Back yeah. in my college days. So I tweeted University out a link Utah, to that. Sports yeah. stats analyst. Yeah. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, it does mention Ken Palm. He's my guy. So Sean's mentor. Yeah. Uh, I wish. And <laughs> and then that pretty much that matches it up there. Uh, you want to? You got anything else, Zach? Um. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, yeah. it's a fun time of the year, and I'm not gonna lie. Both my teams uh, this year, the Illini and the Utes, were just dumpster fires. So when that's usually the case, I'm not usually watching yeah. a lot of college basketball. Um, and, you know, Jazz have done really well this year, so obviously I've watched more NBA. Um, but regardless, this time of the year, I definitely lock in. I definitely get excited. Um, yeah. So I feel like the older I get, like this is the most college basketball I'll watch in the next you know, For sure. few weeks. Yeah, it's um, tough to squeeze in a random – like Purdue Iowa game during yeah yeah like I said unless I'm having trouble sleeping I'll put one of those on yeah for and then sure. it kind of just knocks me out it is yeah it's a lot to handle but I'm I'm excited last year's tournament was fun with the first 16 seed you know winning yeah in the history for sure. of the tournament um but yeah it'll be it'll be a good time it'll be probably like the second best utilization of the Manloft TV setups. Oh, no, um, no. You know, getting three games going at once. College football is pretty legit yeah. on this setup. Um, but NCAA tournament with the three TVs, that'll be really fun. And For it's sure. cool when the games are local. 
um, in the first round. That's always a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some, some friends in the restaurant business downtown. I think that'll, that'll help sling some brats. Oh yeah. You know, some more foot traffic down there. Always a good thing. Yeah. And Price the weather's and, getting good. So we'll yeah. get, some, get some grilling going and have to find some excuses for leaving work. Maybe uh, I got sprayed by a skunk or something. We'll, we'll try <laughs> to figure We got to be creative with it because they know that March Madness is going on. So, and it's, it's the first time in my career that the end of the quarter, end of third quarter. So I'm a teacher end of third quarter is, uh, on Friday. So we have that day off. So I'm very excited in the past. I've fake sick a little bit yeah, on that Thursday sick. and Friday. Um, but so not going to have to do that. Um, just going to relax Friday, watch a lot of games, uh, should be fun. Should be a good time. So oh, yeah. yeah, I'm pumped. And then when we hit, hit you back next Monday, um, on the next episode of two, three Sloan, we can uh, talk about the Sweet 16 and we can talk about what went well um, for us and uh, what did not go well as far as our bracket. So I'm yep. thinking there's going to be more positives than negatives because Sean's bracket, I might just copy and paste Sean's bracket and take Let's it to hope. the top. I don't know. We'll see because I've got my final four is kind of wacky. I've got Wofford in the final four. Yeah, what? never mind. Purdue in the final four, Duke and Texas Tech. So <laughs> we'll see on that. But hey, last year no one would have predicted – I mean, I think even if you gave me a blank bracket to look at this year for last year, I probably wouldn't have gotten it right. Because you had Loyola, Chicago. You had Michigan, Kansas, Villanova. So yeah. that's not it. But the Elite Eight was insane. Nice. And so we'll see. Uh, break, breaking news, um, NBA-related. Dirk Nowinski passes Wilt Chamberlain tonight. There you go. The sixth on the all-time NBA scoring list. It's awesome. I love me some Dirk. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Just wanted to give – uh, at Swish41, a shout-out. Um, and also, we're catching the end of the Jazz game. They are looking really good. They're in a stretch where they should win 10 games in a row and finish at the three seed. And, and they've covered their last three games, and they're going to probably cover this one because they're up by 19 with two and a half <laughs> to go, and the spread was five and a half on this it one. It was five and a half? And uh, your boy oh, definitely took the five and a half point spread. Nice, man. Um, you got Howell Neto just going off for five straight points and talking a bunch of shit to Washington. So he's yeah, he's the new Exum, but not as injury prone. Yeah, and and probably not as much upside. But if Rudy's uh, here, Neto's here. That's unlocked. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. So, yeah, no, the Jazz are Jazz are looking like they're rolling, and it's probably a good time to get hot because you can't drop any of these games. In a no, no. So uh, always fun after the NCAA tournament. Little Masters action. Um, and then after that, NBA playoffs and ride that through the summer. So good good sports time of the year if you're a b-ball fan, definitely. And Jesus, it looks like Washington just is not trying anymore. <laughs> so on that, I think we can wrap it up. Thanks for joining us for another episode, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, have a good week. Go Jazz. <laughs>